Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex in the City podcast, hosted by Paige Clarno and Joe Daniel Montalongo. Oh, I got first this time. I like to switch it off when I remember. I love it. So what up, motherfuckers? This is the on? season finale of season one. <laughs> Bitch, we made it. We still here. Woo! Yep, we're excited. It's definitely been a long 12 episodes of trash garbage people but really interesting conversations (laughs) so you had a fantastic time listening to me and Paige shit on the show and then talk about our personal lives like we're any better you're welcome (laughs) yes and we are we're much better (laughs) don't speak for me Speak <laughs> yeah, I know you're better for sure. Anyways, um, let's do. We we did forget to do last um, last time a relationship update. So relationship update. How are you? I'm doing so good. The relationship I have with myself is beyond <laughs> compare. The relationship I have with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is like fantastic. And then my relationship with my boyfriend is like, it's whatever, it's fine. We're cool. <laughs> it's fine, whatever. It's fine, it's cool. It's cool. You guys, listeners, are going to be able to meet him really soon when he comes on to be a guest star on one of our episodes of season two. Ooh-ooh. It's going to be really exciting. Hopefully, by the time this is released, we're still together. I mean, oh. fingers crossed. <laughs> Ruh-roh. <laughs> oh, the joys of recording ahead of time. <laughs> How about you, Paige? Um, I am... In a really bad relationship right now, but I'm planning on separating, and it's it's going to be hard because they're attached to my body. I'm talking about my tonsils. Yeah, my I'm getting my tonsils out, um, which is why we're we're banking these episodes. So hopefully, I will have. A like new like Eartha Kit style voice for the second oh, season. I love Eartha Kit. <laughs> that would be so awesome. That's a revamp. We come in and we both sound like Eartha Kit. Yes. I'll be Louis Armstrong. You be Eartha Kit. Perfect. Can I also like change it up and be like Ethel Merman sometimes too? Yes. You should actually only ever do this podcast as Ethel. Merman. I should do it. Perfect. So this episode, <laughs> we have a new guest star, Ethel Merman. Ah. It's called Come All Ye Faithful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You have to do the intro with that voice. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Well, at least you guys have something to look forward to in season two. Because we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Um, This is, so this is the last episode of season one. Um, Episode 12. It is called Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Uh, Carrie is introduced to Mr. Big's mother as a friend, <gasps> and Miranda returns to Skipper's open arms after a uh, interesting relationship with a Catholic. A Catholic? Yeah, one of those. What? Yeah, so he's a playwright, Miranda's new boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and everything is great. Everything yes. is wonderful. The yes. sex is fantastic. Yes. Except for as soon as the sex is over, instead of cuddling or being friendly with one another... He legitimately like jumps up and takes a shower like she's a dirt like she's dirty. It's not that she's dirty. But it does feel like that. As a woman, it's like what what did okay. Right. And, I totally get that. I'm coming from perspective where literally at the end of sex there's literal body juices on me and I don't want to cuddle with that shit. That's fair. I understand that. 
however, for a girl. And I actually read this the other day. I don't know how valid it is because it was on the internet. <laughs> but Abraham Lincoln said it. But Abraham Lincoln said um, that when, when you orgasm or when you're having sex, for women, um, oxytocin, like the closeness, like love chemical is released. For men, it's um, more of a like... Um, like, oh, what is, I'm losing my, my Oxyclean. No, like, um, exhilaration. Okay. Like a, like a testosterone burst sort of kind of a thing. Okay. And so that's why at the end of sex, women want to be close and men are like, get the fuck away from me. I feel that. I think if, uh, well, okay. So this ties in with his religious upbringing. Yes. Where the nuns at his Catholic, whatever, taught him that sex is bad. Sex is a sin. And that he feels dirty having had sex, so he goes to shower off in a sense of, like, a small baptism, where he's suddenly renewed and rejuvenated. But at least that's what Carrie, yeah, says. I just think, I and I, again, I'm really bad about, like, religion and stuff like that, because I don't know really about what that means for Catholics, The if that does signify. Oh, man, sexual guilt is fucking crazy. That, yes, I have heard, absolutely. But, like, I don't know that, like, taking a shower is necessarily going to cleanse you of that sin. But what if it's just like it's it's, it's the, not a baptism it's it's just dove body wash you know. But what if it's that reassurance where it's his guilt and this is how he copes with it? Yeah. And Miranda takes it personally instead of letting him do his thing because then he always comes right back to bed after. Right, and that I think is the difference and the and the reason why she should be a little bit less um, like cranky about it essentially. Yes. Um, as. That he does. He comes right back. He's very loving with her. Um, And it's... I don't know. Like, I feel like... Like, she shouldn't be... Like, it's something that I can see being insulted by, for sure. But I also, once he explains it, would be like, okay, whatever. But she's so, like, anti-against it. She basically says that she wouldn't have even started dating him if she had found out that he was Catholic. And that's awful. And even one of the girls talks to her... Like, well, do you go shower with him? Like, instead of having the clo- closeness and that bondness your way, do you ever go join him on how he recovers after sex? She's like, no! I'm afraid that he's going to bring out a cross and garlic. Like, okay, so you didn't even give it a chance to be with him on his level. Right. You just 100% take it personally because the season finale and we needed to wrap shit up. Right. <laughs> Fair. And it's true. Like, I don't, I mean, I might not just jump in to the shower with the guy but like I would be like can I join you yeah make it cute yeah like and if he says no then maybe take it a little personally (laughs) right then you can be a little bit more upset then you can be on the level where Miranda is maybe not still on that level but still then you're like okay yeah closer to that level um and so Carrie asks are relationships the religion of the 90s this is the dumbest most this is the biggest stretch that they've had to do to get a theme (laughs) For an episode. Yeah. It's, uh, and it bothers me. And they, they go so hard on it. Like even so much as she's out looking at people coming out of church and see, she sees big and, um, she's surprised by it. She comes over and big mentions. He was like, well, you know, I take my, my mom to church every Sunday, even though I'm an atheist, um, because you write on Sundays and I'm like, bitch, you have one job. You have one job and you can't write during the week? 
You don't go into an office. You don't have... You write on your laptop. In your apartment. Yeah, in your apartment. And you theoretically just email in your stuff so that you never actually have to be in an office. Why do you only write on Sundays? How dumb is that? It's super dumb. All of your friends have nine to fives. You need to, like, have social hour with them. Why are you limiting your time with your friends and your (laughs) semi-significant other? (laughs) We say semi because of reasons that we'll get into later. Right. Just know that it's a struggle. But I really thought that was cute of Big. I'm not a big churchgoer. And the fact that Big says he's an atheist, but he's dedicated to taking his mom to church every Sunday. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. It's, that's very awesome. That is very mature. That is so respectable mm-hmm. and commendable. I love that. Go Big. Yeah, and it is. It's super awesome. And she, of course, is like, well, now I want to meet her. I want to meet your mother. And I don't understand. (laughs) Because quite honestly, like, the mom can make or break you. If the mom doesn't like you, he'll fucking break up with you. That's a dangerous game to play. That is definitely true. I don't want to meet anyone's parents until, like, I'm in a wedding dress and they're attending. <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm scared. Oh, no. I didn't know what kind of Mary, what kind of family I'm marrying into. Yeah, see, I just, I don't. <laughs> um, when, I, because you can't change it, you know? And oh, it's I like, can. I mean, you can't change the family dynamic. Oh, you can change it real quick. You can't change the family dynamic. Oh, my gosh. Challenge, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you guys... <laughs> That was beautiful, JD. Just just gave the microphone a look like you can see us, and it was so great. Oh man, it was a damn good look too. It was. It was really good. But um, I definitely understand that need to like meet the parent, just because of that make or break. Mm-hmm. You obviously don't want to waste too much time in a relationship where like they're going to hate you, and it's not going to work. Yes, which is fair. And when I first started dating Challen, um, one of the first thing I did was meet his mom. Hmm. And like it was great. I hit it off. He was like, "My mom likes you." And I was like, "Well, duh." I did everything I could to make her like me. Of course, she's gonna like me. See, and I just assumed that like moms are very protective. They're not gonna like anybody. Um, I was very fortunate when I was married. Chad's mom loved me like right off the bat. I don't know what that says about her, but <laughs> <laughs> but she and she's she was the sweetest lady that I've ever met in my life. Like I. I loved her so much. Like, she was so pure. But I also know that that is so not the reality of most people's situations. Right. You need the mom on your side. Mm-hmm. Because if there's ever an argument or anything, that person that you're dating is going to go talk to their family, specifically their mom. hmm And they're going to be like, well, this is going on, this is going on. And if you have the mom on your side, homegirl's going to be like, you need to stop being dumb. You need to go talk to them and figure out your problems because they're a keeper. Mm-hmm. It's either the mom or the sister. Yes. You always need to go for one of those two. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> who loves Chalon the most? My mom and my sister. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you made it, Chalon. You, were... you fucking made it. Good God. job. Stupid little charming little <laughs> beautiful little man. <laughs> so um, Samantha shocks everyone by saying that she is in love. <gasps> what? What the fuck? is happening right now i don't must be a season finale that's just that's crazy (laughs) and i mean maybe it's just the sugar high of the third product placement (laughs) which is the Krispy Kreme donuts that she has with this guy on their date and he 
He's very sweet, but there's nothing really out of the ordinary about him, and I don't really understand why she's, like, in love, in love with him. Season finale. Yeah, except for season finale shocker syndrome. Uh, But I just don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, he seems like a nice guy, and, oh, they both love jazz, and, like, whatever, this isn't La La Land. Like, stop it. (laughs) Like, it's not enough for me to believe that hardcore Samantha is going to, one, not have sex with him for a couple of weeks and then fall in love with him before she has sex with him. Like, that is yet another, this isn't actually Samantha, we're just writing for the story situation. Which is garbage. But it is funny because there are hints of Samantha in here, especially when she's telling the girls, yeah, I have Charlotte to thank for me being in love. And Charlotte's like, what, me? And Samantha's like, yeah, with all that bullshit you spew around about falling in love and waiting for the right guy and blah, 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 blah. It really helped me out. I haven't had sex with this guy. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, get yourself, Samantha. Right. So um, this rocks Charlotte's world, and she goes to a Jewish tarot card reader with large font cards. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with this lady, but she's hysterical. Like, she's reading tarot cards, and she's like, oh, yes, honey, I got to go to Kabbalah later. <laughs> like, she's so, she's, she's like, I actually, like, almost wrote it, wrote it down, but I couldn't remember the name at the time, but I was totally, like, is it the end of the, the season, and they're like, there are too many white people, and so we have to affirmative action this shit? Let's get an old Jewish grandma to read tarot cards? And we still don't have any people of color. No. No, still not. The most we can do is put Jewish people in. That's as far as the diversity goes. This is, yeah. I Sex in the City has many problems, but one of them is the intense amount of whitewashing that there is in this show. Like, there's literally only white people in New York City, apparently. And there's, like, two black people, and there's that one Amelia Padilla girl who we met. Oh, yeah, but she's clearly from another country, so. So. So she's not, not a, a New Yorker. It's just amazing that Charlotte is threatened by the fact that Samantha says she's going to get married because then Charlotte's like, wait, no, I'm supposed to get married first. If Samantha's getting married before I am, that means there is something wrong with me. Right. And then when she goes to see the old Jewish woman who reads the tarot cards, who's like a Kabbalah, <laughs> the girl's like, I don't see marriage in your future. And Charlotte's like, what? I just don't see it. What? What? How can you just say that like that? Like, what about my feelings? Yeah, and that's... She She gets really upset. And it's sort of... I don't know. I don't feel like that storyline really goes anywhere at all. But anyway. Um, then big... It's about having it's, faith. Right. That's what the storyline is. Yeah. That's where they shoehorn Charlotte. It's about having faith about that you're going to find love. In yourself. Meh. Um, <laughs> so Fuck after... So... Um, at one point, Carrie and Big are talking, and Big's like, we should go to St. Bart's for a vacation. And here's the thing that I asked. I was like, wait a minute. They've only been seeing each other a few weeks. Like, And they said that a couple of weeks ago, so maybe a month and a half at this point. Um, so they've been seeing each other for a month and a half, and they're planning vacations together already? That just seems weird to me. Like, I don't Like, what's the hurry? Is it me? Am I weird? I think you are weird. Because okay. literally me and Charles started dating today. And in two weeks, we went on a road trip for a week to Punta Gorda, Oregon. But you didn't, like, plan it. Like, in the sense that we were, like, it was the second date. And you were like, okay, here's what we're going to do on our vacation. No, you're right. We just went. It was just, like, a road trip. It was like Well, it was a road trip. And then we went 
camping. That's what that was. Like, they booked tickets. They booked airline tickets to St. Barts. Big booked airline tickets. Big Carrie had nothing to do with it. That's true, because she doesn't. She can't afford it. Because she only writes on Sundays. <laughs> Imagine how much more work you could do fucking Carrie. Right, all goddamn week. Anyway, um, I just thought that was weird. After a few weeks of seeing each other, they're like, oh, yeah, let's go to St. Barts. But maybe, maybe Big is just, like, very rich and this is a road trip for him essentially essentially when so. you're that privileged but big also makes a comment that they've only been together for a couple of months so at this point it has been months he do- he says that later and i went wait a minute months these people when don't fucking go? know i'm like where is your timetable sex in the city have they been seeing each other for a few weeks or have they been seeing each other for a few months either way wtf I'm so mad about it <laughs> because I'm like, how am I supposed to know what's okay in a relationship and what's not okay in a relationship? Don't watch Sex in the City to base your relationship. Sure, but you know what I mean? Like, Start there. I mean, I'm, I, but I'm saying like to, to be able to do this podcast, I have to know the timetable <laughs> so that I can be like, that's too soon or that's too late or whatever. Like this is, it's, I have to know. That's why we need our listeners to talk back and let us know. What do you think is the appropriate amount of time? A couple weeks? A couple months? What is a couple weeks? Is it four? Is it seven? Is it a couple months worth of a couple weeks? (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) What is this? What is this? So if it is, in fact, what he says later, where it is a couple of months, then I'm okay with it. Because I totally, after a couple of months, you kind of want to get out of town together, like get away from... Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. (laughs) Take me to New York, I'd love to see LA. We don't have the rights. <laughs> True, we gotta stop. I'm with you. You'll be my American boy. American boy. Take me to Man, talk about a season finale. We're amazing. We got musical guests coming in here. Right, so anyway. Um, then Carrie think, yes. goes to church. The same church that Big and... But before oh, oh. before that, Samantha has has sex with her man finally. Oh, does she? She does. Oh, I didn't write that down because it didn't matter to me. Right, that's fair. Um, <laughs> it's because it wasn't really much sex because he has a very very small small penis. And this is the end of the world for Samantha. She found the guy that she loves and she could potentially marry, mm-hmm. but he has a dick that is three inches hard. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't know how to use it. I always defend small penises. Mm-hmm. It's not about the size of the dog. It's about the size of the fight in the dog. Mm-hmm. Which also, now that I'm saying it out loud, is very problematic. Because, like, don't be fighting dogs. Yeah, that's, don't fight dogs. That's that. It's about the size of But a chihuahua of the, will mess you up. A chihuahua. Because they're angry. Goddamn little rodents. Anyways, um, he does not know how to use his three-inch penis to its maximum capability. Mm-hmm. He starts penetrating Samantha. And Samantha's like, put it in me. He's like, it is. <laughs> And he doesn't. It doesn't even phase him that he's kind of being called out for having a small dick either. He's just like, like that's it is, a babe. Good confidence. Like, good for him. Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing: if you've got a small penis, here's the thing. you have to be working it in other areas, like the butt. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like you have to you have to make up for it. There's there are things, and me saying this is going to be funny because I'm like five three. There are shortcomings <laughs> that happen. I know that there are certain positions that I can't do because my legs are shorter than everyone else. <laughs> I make up for that for what I do is great. Gotcha. <laughs> like, like I, I work hard at it. I'm fantastic. I've been told I'm fantastic. I'm great. So I make up for it in other areas. But if you have a small penis and you don't know how to work anything else... 
What is wrong with you? Work at your craft. <laughs> Work at your craft. And that's the message for everybody, not just small penises. No, not just small penises. You can have the biggest penis and still not know how to use it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that are very good looking and then they think that they can just rest on that and then they're terrible at sex. There you go. You have to learn and craft. Not by watching porn. No. It's, porn's not reality. Porn's not reality, but also like learning some tips, learning some tricks. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Don't surprise anybody with like choking. We've had this conversation before. Yeah, don't do that. But learn some couple things that you can do, especially for your size, for your girth, for what you have to bring to the table. Make sure that regardless, it's still going to be filling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You don't want to bring an appetizer. Right. Exactly. Don't want to bring an appetizer to, <laughs> to a poor course dinner. Um, so, yeah. So then Carrie... Um, sneaks into church. With Miranda. With, with Miranda. They're wearing beautiful Sunday yeah, dresses. Yeah, they totally look Easter Sunday ready. They don't match because everyone else is wearing, like, Oscar de la Renta. Right. They look ridiculous, but it's funny. Um, and then Carrie, of course, being the ridiculous person that she is, drops the the Bible um, from, like, the second store. I don't know. I don't know churches. From, like, the second <laughs> pier of, like... From the I mezzanine. From the mezzanine level. Literally, that's what I was, like, saying. I'm like, to myself. I'm like, the mezzanine level. I don't know why you're on the mezzanine. The balcony. The whatever. And so they could spy on right. Big and his mom. Because for like, some reason, it was really important to Carrie to see Big's mom's face. Right. Which is ridiculous, considering that they wouldn't have seen it had she not dropped the Bible in the first place. Yes. She would have just seen the back of her head. Who cares? It, uh, nobody who just nobody it's cares. a shitty Carrie. episode yeah it's not great and so Carrie drops the fucking bible causing everyone in this loud ass church with wonderful acoustics to turn yes. back and look <laughs> and Carrie's like oops <laughs> oh sorry and so of course then she's like well now I have to introduce myself because clearly I made a scene I'll be fine go away Miranda so Miranda walks away and Carrie gets introduced to Big's mom as a friend and as a friend. As a friend. And so um, Big's mom walks away to say goodbye to the pastor. And you know what? Big finally puts his foot down. And I'm proud of him. Good. I'm legit. That that was like legit my note. Big finally puts his foot down, comma, good. <laughs> legit, that was my, that's my note. Because you know what? Sometimes, like, she's nuts. Yes. She really is. She is beyond nuts. He said that he wasn't ready to introduce her to his mom. And she took advantage of the situation anyway so that he had to introduce her. And so what does she want? It's not okay to do that kind of stuff. And he and he really does. He puts his foot down. He's like, listen, I can't I can't be introducing random chicks to my mom all the time until I know for sure. And this, of course, sends her into yet another crazy pants spiral. <laughs> How could he make sure? How could he be sure that I'm not the one? Right, you've, you've been, been together for a couple, couple weeks. <laughs> of course, I'm the one. Big, what's wrong? Yeah, and I, that I'm sorry, but like a couple, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm no. Maybe I'm like no. being weird, but like after a couple of months, you shouldn't be thinking, "Is this person the one?" You should be thinking, "This is fun. Let's keep doing this." Yes, or and this is garbage. Let's stop doing this. And that's is the thing. I thought we were having fun. Yeah. They haven't had that fucking conversation. This is no. going back to me going on the right. Fucking have that goddamn conversation. Yeah. Figure out what's to going each on. Other. And right now they're just doing this. They're adults having fun, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Carrie's obviously more invested in it since she believes that Big is the one. How she knows that, nobody knows. It's never explained why she's in this commi- really committed to those relationships so early on. 
But there are couples that are together for like five, six, seven years who are just like, I still don't know if I'm going to be with this person forever. I love the time that I've spent with them right now, but I don't know if this person's the one. Mm-hmm. And newsflash, so early in a relationship, I don't think it's offhand to still not know if this person's the one. Right. I mean, I think even like a year in, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be worried about that. You shouldn't be spending your time thinking about it. Like you should just be having a good time with that person. And if you're no longer having a good time with that person, stop seeing that person. Right. And also don't expect someone to be swooning over you after you went behind their back, went into this church to spy on him and his mom and then made a scene and then made him introduce you to her when he wasn't ready and then be upset at the outcome. You can't fucking do that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you, Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Carrie's not great, but you know who is great? Stanford. Also Stanford, because he has a boyfriend finally. Like, he hasn't had one all season, and he's pretty cute and pretty nice. We only see him for about five seconds, but I'm like, oh, my oh, God, Stanford, you're so happy. Like, he's, he's happy. I'm so excited. Um, Charlotte goes to another crazy mystic, which kind of has these, like, um, bayou-esque roots. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> there's a chicken, and there it's so, it's very... Not PC for, for not. now. And they basically tell her that, no, she's not going to get married. But um, it's because she has a curse on her. And if they if she pays them um, $100, then they'll, remove the, they'll curse. remove the curse. And that's when she realizes she just needs to have faith in herself and love will follow. Because that's what it's about, bro. <laughs> Having fucking faith. Which is so ridiculous. So while they're at this um, at this event that Stanford has invited them all to, Skipper is there. Um, for some reason. For, well, because... Because uh, Stanford, Stanford invited everybody. everybody. Mm-hmm. Stanford, has Stanford even had an interaction with Skipper? I don't think so. Plot convenience. Yeah. Fuck this Plot shit. Plot convenience. So yeah, so Skipper is there. Um, and after being harshly dumped by Catholic dude, she kind of wants to hook up with Skipper just because she remembers having sex with him and she remembers how it was great, how he wouldn't just jump up and take a shower after every single because time. Because that's, so that's... Makes a fantastic relationship. And that, and yeah, and that's absolutely the reason why you should go back with somebody is because <laughs> there's certain aspects that you enjoyed about it that you disliked from your past relationship. There you go. That's how you do it. Here's the thing. For hookup, that's fine. But Skipper was totally like, I knew we'd get back together. Like, back together? Y'all are hooking up. <laughs> Calm down. She's not going to be in a relationship with you. But Skipper prayed for it. He lit a candle and he prayed. He oh, had God. faith. He said that. And ugh. Uh, everybody's disgusting. Everybody's garbage. This is Sex in the City. Welcome. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else that I thought was garbage was the fact that Stanford was in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we want to go look for a deco cabinet handles or something for his armoire he's like i'm turning it we're turning into one of those couples that i hate and i'm loving it that's like the second or third time that that's been stated on the show so i'm trying to figure out what the fuck these people's goddamn problems are people in relationships who are happy doing their own thing and they're just like ugh, they're awful until they turn into those people and they're like this is actually fantastic yeah i just don't like the people that don't stand by their their morals essentially mm-hmm. like if you hate something that you hate it like my whole life i disliked valentine's day because i feel like it is one a made up holiday, so that people up. can get chocolate and you know, like it's a Hallmark holiday. And I don't like it. no, I seriously don't like it. The whole time that I was married, I didn't like it. I thought that it was that it was garbage. And again, maybe this is, goes back to the love languages, where one of my like 
like the bottom one almost every single time is um, gift giving. And so I just, I don't like it. I don't like gifts. I don't like to have that experience. And that's basically all that Valentine's Day is about is like, oh, I got you flowers. I got you chocolates. I got you all these things because I love you. Well, bitch, wouldn't you, shouldn't you be loving me like 365? Bitch. And doing this three, like for me, if it was just some random day in May and I got flowers or I got chocolates or I got something like that just because they were thinking about me and that they loved me, I would be like, that would mean so much more to me. Yeah. I would be so touched by that rather than, well, Hallmark told me that today is the day when I should appreciate you. So here you go. That's dumb. I was being in elementary school where everybody was your Valentine. That was nice. And then you just got all these like wonderful things from everybody. Like you were all on that ship together. (laughs) That's different. Everybody's on the ship together and it's fine, but it's so like exclusive too. And so you just feel like single people feel like garbage. Even I like kind of felt like garbage on Valentine's day because I felt bad for like all the single people that it was getting rubbed in their faces. Like, and I will, and I will hate it. Like I will hate Valentine's day, whether I'm in a relationship or out of a relationship. I just don't like it. My favorite thing though, is that my mom, my mom switched it up. So instead of it being a romantic holiday, she's like, this is a holiday about love. You tell people that you love them. So she'll message like all me and my siblings. And she'd be like, I just know how much I love you guys. It gives me the world to me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's what I fucking want. That's what I want on Valentine's day. A text message from my mom. <laughs> Anything else I can do with that. Yeah. That's so cute. Love your mom. I love my mom too. She's she's, she's the ultimate MVP, man. She is. She's fantastic. Um, so so they're going to St. Bart's and Carrie, of course, has not talked to him and waits until the most dramatic moment possible when you can't return the fucking ticket. The, the plane ticket. To St. Bart's. That's just expensive. Right. I just, that's gross. So she, so Big comes to pick her up. She brings out all of her stuff, which you packed up everything. This is what I don't understand about these kind of crazy bitches. You packed a suitcase the whole time thinking that you might not go. The entire time. Not only one suitcase, two suitcases. Yeah. Two suitcases for a weekend to St. Bart's. And you... I just, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that you, like, were like, I might or might not be using these three pairs of underwear. I might not be using this outfit. I might not be, you know, I might have to take out this toothbrush again in two hours and put it back on my, on my freaking counter in my bathroom. Like, who does that? Garbage as dickhead. waits until the last minute? And plus... I feel like if you want to sit down and you want to have an actual conversation, like a vacation might be the time to do it. So maybe you take the vacation and you say, okay, let's use this time to really talk to each other, to really be in each other's company. Let's talk about how we feel with one another and work it out. But no, she has to have an intense, stupid breakup on the sidewalk after pushing him yet again when he said not to push him. What did she think was going to happen? That everything was going to work around this magic fairy tale adventure that she has in her head that she doesn't talk to anyone about. Right. And she wants, she, she says it and it pisses me off. She was like, I want to know that I'm the one. After a couple of months, you want to know that you're the one. You How might, do you fucking know that? That no one knows. No one ever knows. And so then what does she do? She decides to break up with him because she's not the one. And I'm, I'm like, what's the, what's the logical 
progression of this. Right. Is she going to date someone and, like, first date, she's like, am I the one? Right. No, break up. Yeah, exactly. No, or is she going to spend more time with it and be like, oh, I'm going to wait till he knows that I'm the one. Like, you could have been fucking doing with Big. Right. Like, Big was on board. He was having fun. He, he put up with all your fucking bullshit. Total bullshit. Absolute 100% bullshit. All of it. She doesn't have any redeeming qualities, and he likes you anyway, so you really should be thankful. I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. But it is, it's true, it's dumb. And I, and she does this whole stupid, like, little speech about how she was like, I cried for a week after he left, and, you know, but then I, I picked myself back up, and I thought to myself, I'm just going to have faith that somebody's going to love me for me. And I'm like, bitch, not after two months. No one is going to do that. Also, Carrie, I don't recommend saying this to anybody because I think it's really hard to say, but you're also really hard to love. Yeah. You're fucking out of your mind. You're impossible. Like, and... And you had a keeper. Yeah. You had a keeper. You lost him. You will have more keepers as this series goes on. I'm so excited for Aiden. Oh, I love Aiden. Aiden's my favorite because he's so sweet, so loving, so very open to talking. And I'll say that about Big is that Big is like, what? I thought you knew. I didn't say it, but I kind of figured you figured it out on your own. That's why they belong together, because they're both fucking garbage at communicating. They're terrible people. And yeah, so it ends with the breakup of Big and Carrie, and that is the end of season one. And I wish I could say that season one was the end of breaking the fourth wall, of bad jazz montages, of split screens and awfulness, but it's not. It's not. We still have more delectables to come. Yeah, so I don't feel bad about our second season being kind of garbagey as well. We're, we're, <laughs> we're finding our way, and I think that it's beautiful. I love the conversations that we're having about life and about love. And, you know, very much like Carrie, I love mixing up love and sex. <laughs> Yes, bitch! Because <laughs> it's great. Because it, it does. One thing they, with women, it means the same thing. Love and sex pretty much go together. Like, shoo up, shoo up, ba da ba boom, boom. Chang, 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 and a chang, shoo bop. We can't do this. We don't have the um, At this point, Grace should just be fucking public. <laughs> yeah, just like. What is that called? I don't know. Oh my gosh! Words. God, what's that word? Public, public domain. Yes, public domain. It should be. We'll petition it. Let me petition the U.S. court. What's happening? Never mind. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's fine. It's good. Whatever. We're fine. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening to us today. That was season one, the finale. Yes. We really appreciate everything that you guys have done for us. We appreciate the fact that we're not just talking into the void. We appreciate the communication that is going on between you all listening and us who are talking. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's been amazing. And yeah, I can't wait for our new season with our new voices. (laughs) Um, And until we premiere with our new season, what... Hold on, we still have things to talk about. That's what I'm just going to say. Oh, oh, my bad. I thought you were going to do the thing. No. Oh, um, I was going to say, just because we're going to be on a little bit of a hiatus, that doesn't mean that our conversation has to stop. Feel free to reach out to either Paige and I on our personal Twitters or on our podcast Twitter, we swear on Chanel. Mm -hmm. We always are interested in keeping the conversation going. And especially if people have any questions, we would love to help you out. 
also, during our hiatus, we're probably going to do a couple episodes at Bad Dates, so don't forget to send those in. We love hearing about all of your bad dates. And everybody seems to really enjoy hearing about the bad dates, too. I've had a lot of feedback saying, oh my god, I love the bad date episode. It was so funny. We loved it. So, And then people want to talk about the bad date. They're like, yeah. I can't believe this happened because in my date, this, this, this happened. Right. And feel free to, even if you've submitted a bad date story to us, submit another one. Like, and it's, it's great. We love it. And all bad dates are equal. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all bad dates. <laughs> Hashtag not all bad dates. <laughs> but no, everybody's, everyone's bad dates are great. I know that, I know a guy who has had the worst bad dates of all time. We'll probably have several from him when we do it. So please, please, please um, email us, um, tweet us, and just keep in touch, everyone. We're going to miss you guys so much while we're on a hiatus, but since you guys are going to be continuing the conversation, we won't miss you that bad. And then we're going to come back for a face-melting second season. (laughs) Where we're going to have somebody who already coined that term on How dare you? Don't drag me like this. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, But yes, we we will be back hopefully better organized with more guest stars all sorts of stuff it's going to be a great hiatus and you're going to love the second season it's going to be amazing things are only going to get better from here this is literally the bottom of the bottom (laughs) (laughs) this is this is what they're going to listen to after (laughs) we tell everyone to listen to our podcast But um, for the hiatus, for the rest of your life, don't forget to always Always wear wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.